I said, Preacher, how you doing? Been praying for you, and I want to say thank you for that. I'll be honest with you, I was telling Sister Patty, uh, while I was in the hospital in the ICU, God done some things, and the doc- my, my real intellectual, intelligent uh, nephrologist walked in, and he said, I, he said, I can't explain why what's happened has happened. And I said, I can. I said, let me tell you about the day I met God. And he changed my life. And he said, he said, he said I'm not just going to save you. He said, I'm going to walk with you. He said, I'm not going to forsake you. And I want to say something. I said, Doc, I said, he has not forsaken me. Amen. And I'm thankful for it. You listen, it's old. It's old song. When I look around, I can see the good things that my Lord's done for me. I know I'm so unworthy of them all, oh, but His blessings He freely gives. You see, I owe my whole life to Him. I've got so much to thank Him for. I've got so much to thank him for so much just to praise him for you see oh you see he's been so good to me and when I think I think of all he's done and where my Lord where he brought me from I've got so much I stop and say, just thank you, Lord. Oh, for all you've done for me. Oh, but then one day I'll step on heaven's shore. I'm going to kneel. I'll thank him once more. I've got so much to thank my Lord for. I've got so much to thank Him for, so much just to praise Him for, you see, oh, He's been real good to me, and when I think, I think of all He's done, and where my Lord, He's brought me from, I've got so freebie right here. Amen. I'll be honest with you, I preached all day yesterday uh, up in Virginia, and uh, 
I was sitting on the piano and I was just singing and, and uh, people started coming to the altar and, and, I, and, and I forgot what I was doing right in the middle of it, amen? And I ain't being ugly. They used to teach, you know, when I traveled in Southern Gospel Music, they said just throw your hands up and everybody think you're having a spiritual moment and I mean, that won't know no different. Amen, I didn't even think of that, amen? I just sat there like I'd lost my mind or something. Anyhow, go to E-flat. <clears throat> kind of had this on my mind a little bit. <clears throat> Hadn't sung a whole lot since uh, my last little hospital experience, and so I struggled a little bit. Uh, I don't say I thank God for his faithfulness. Yes, but Michael, I thank God. I thank God that I'm here. Yes, sir. I don't get all emotional. I don't like to do all that kind of stuff. But I'll be honest with you, I, I, I just, uh, I'm thankful. Yes, sir. I'm thankful God is one more time, one more time proving himself true to me. And uh, some of you probably heard me tell this. I stood at the foot of the bed of one of my heroes. Yes, sir. And uh, when he saw me, Brother Jimbo, Blue looked at me and he said, sing that doubting song. Body sick, mind messing up. And and I thought, why in the world did he remember that? And I thought, now I understand why he remembered that a little bit. Because even in a time like that, you don't have to doubt him. I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know what you're going through. But I know this, you don't have to doubt him. He's faithful. He's faithful. And can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? If he's aware of a little sparrow yes. that falls, then he's aware of you and me. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. You listen, it's, it's, it's old, but I, I love this old song. I love it. Now, looking back through the years, I've had a few heartaches. But my Lord, He's never once let me down. Though I may not understand, still I'll trust in His plan. For He said that His grace would abound. Child of God, a day when God's plan will unfold. He has never, never failed. My Lord will always prevail. You see the Lord, He's still in control. 
situation I went in and I'm going, to, I'm going back several years I, I, I just can't, I hung on it I waited for when God would help me to understand it all the last few years he's helped me that it's okay if I don't understand it all because see I do but Michael I do understand him a little bit and anything comes in my life was not to destroy me. But he's trying to develop me. Psalmist said this, Psalms 119.71, it is good for me that I've been afflicted. If he stopped right there, we'd have a hard time with it. But this is what he said, it is good for me that I've been afflicted. That I might learn. I thought when high school was over, I was done with school. I want to say I bless his name for teaching me and helping me to learn that he's my father and he did not get up today and he did not, did not formulate a plan for my life to hurt me, to harm me but he's looking out for my best interest and he's producing in me something that I would not have never known had it not been for my hardship. And I bless his name School's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's real hard. I'll be honest with you, 8 o'clock at night, and I see you, my wife had to go home. And I sat there in that room by myself, and I told the Lord, Brother Jimbo, I said, well, here we are again. Yeah. It was quiet. And I'm just going to be transparent. I said, Lord, why this time? Why this time? may think I'm crazy I turned over pulled my cover up and said if you ain't going to talk to me I'm going to bed I just thought I was going to bed and just in a real quick moment just real quiet he said son I've got this he said just trust me I broke Brother Austin I said Lord I'm trying but I'm struggling he said it's okay he said I got grace for you to struggle I turned over for the first time in about three days I went to bed went to sleep I got up there was no miraculous change things wasn't no better but can I say this my state of mind was better. And if you don't think the adversary will fight your mind. But that night, I found out what he said was true, that he would keep me in perfect peace if I'd stay my mind on him. And he did it that night for me. 
And there's no need to doubt him now. Oh, he'll make a way somehow safely. This Lord Jesus, he has brought me. There's no Some of y'all, some of you preachers, that sent me back to some of them Lance Carpenter nights. Lance sang a line, testify a line. Sang a line and testify a line. And uh, we all thought Lance was singing. Lance wasn't singing. He wasn't singing to us at least. He singing to the Lord. And the Lord turned around and sang it back to us. And uh, that would help you, amen. Appreciate Brother Piercy and his friendships, this church and our family. And we thank the Lord for him. Amen. Well, get your Bibles out. It is, uh, it is our great honor to have Brother Jimbo Seaton with us these days. Brother Jimbo pastors the Pleasant Valley Baptist Church there in Burnsville, North Carolina. And uh, he was with us a night last year in the meeting. And I'm glad the Lord has let him, let him spend a few days with us this week. And so you get your Bible out. You hear the man of God, all right? Amen. Amen, preacher. Amen. Well, it's an honor to be here with you this evening. Several may have come. Uh, expecting to hear Brother Joel Logan, I was, but I ain't, and so he ain't coming, so you know, you're just going to have to endure to the end, amen. I told our church yesterday where we were going, and I said, I'm going to get to hear Brother Joel Logan, and uh, we were having a dinner after the service last night, one of the young ones having a birthday, and several of the people came up, and they said, Joel Osteen's going to be there, <laughs> and uh, I said, no, I said, Brother Austin's preaching for him next week, and uh, amen. 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 The book of Philippians, chapter number four. Uh, we tried to pray about what the Lord would have us come and share with you. And um, I don't know you personally, a lot of you, but I know where you live and I know the day that you live in. And it doesn't matter where you're at. We live up in the mountains, way back up in the mountains. And I preached in Louisiana this year and different, you know, it, it's the same everywhere. People are going through situations. Yeah. And uh, sin is sin, sorrow, sorrow, sickness is sickness. And, uh, but there's always an answer to be found in the Word of God. Amen. And um, if, if we can hear from the Lord in these days, and I know these preachers uh, will preach and sing. And, you know, Brother Stacy talking about schooling. You know, a lot, of, a lot of us years ago, I've been saved 30 years now. And you remember when we were young, sitting back saying, boy, I wish I could sing like that. But you didn't know what you had to go through to be. I'm not talking about music school either. You said, well, I wish I could preach like Davy Shelton. Well, you, you need to find out what school is required. And, uh, but God will be faithful. God will help you. God will encourage you to be you. God just made you, and he wants you to be you. I've tried to be my brother. I've tried to be other preachers. And there's one I'm glad I sure am glad I quit trying to be like him. But uh, I just had to learn to be myself. But we want to be a help and encouragement to you. And I want to preach tonight. Now, I didn't go to Bible college, and I always forget to give a title. 
And I don't know that titles are real important uh, beyond the text, but I want to preach tonight with that title of that old hymn that used to be sung uh, down through the years on I Must Tell Jesus. I Must Tell Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, if you found your place, if you'll stand with us, and I want to read the first seven verses. Of course, most of you are familiar with this, and I won't say anything new. Uh, that's not in the word of God, but I pray that the Lord would help us. I was in a motel room in Covington, Georgia, and it was in February of this year. And we were in a revival meeting. That revival ended up going on. I didn't even get to come back home. We stayed down there two weeks. And in the time that we were down there, there was a young girl in our church named Hartland Evans. And it was in those first few days of February. One day she was doing well, just a young 11, 12-year-old girl. But in the time frame of about 24 to 48 hours, she was struck with a mysterious disease. She's been down here to the flatland. She's been to Tennessee to the doctors, and they don't really know what the cause of it is. She was at church yesterday with a feeding tube in her, in her nose. And I, I said, Lord, I, you're going to have to give me something to go back and to help our church. It was in that same time frame, our treasurer's husband, these preachers uh, that have been there know Sister Teresa, her husband, Brother Buck, he was diagnosed with cancer and it, it's got bad. And you know, you, you can't just go back and pull something out of the sword of the Lord or the golden nuggets. But uh, if you're an under shepherd and you have a heart for God's people, you want to be able to give them something that you can't give yourself. And I began to pray on the floor of that motel room and I, I can't say that God divinely instructed us, but I want to share with you what he gave us in that motel room uh, this evening. Paul right to the church at Philippi in Philippians chapter 4 and he said therefore my brethren dearly beloved and longed for my crown my joy and crown so stand fast in the Lord my dearly beloved he said I beseech Yodius and beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord and I entreat thee also true yoke fellow help those women which labored with me in the gospel with Clement also and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Paul dealt with that real quick, and then he left it alone and let God deal with the rest of it. In verse number five, he said, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You can be seated. Uh, please uh, keep your Bibles open. I'm going to go real fast through the introduction and get to one verse and ask God to help us this evening. And we've already read it in the first four verses. At the church at Philippi, there were problems in the church and there's always going to be problems uh, you say well I'll go over there they don't have no problems years ago when I first started pastoring brother James Langston he said if you ever find a perfect church don't go join it because it won't be perfect when you go there is no perfect church there's problems and, and the antidote is how we deal with those problems when they arise uh, they, they've got to be dealt with and Paul dealt with them delicately and swiftly uh, then he left 
let it go, amen. And then, of course, in verse five through seven, where our burden is tonight, there's the passion of Christ. In verse eight and nine, there's a personal concentration. You know those verses about what we're supposed to think on and keep our mind focused on. Then in verse 10 down through uh, verse number 23, we see our potentate's capability. Not like that verse in verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Uh, there was strife and contention in the church, but God would supply all their need. Uh, there was a sick companion. You find Epaphroditus in verse 18, uh, but God shall supply all your need. Uh, but what I want to look at tonight real fast in verse number 5, 6, and 7 is these suffering Christians. They, they were suffering, and, and I'm seeing it everywhere I go, and the Lord's opening up many doors, and all I'm doing is just sharing what's happened up on that mountain to people that are going through similar situations. God's not prejudiced. He giveth to all men liberally. I'm glad the Lord's able to meet the need down here just like he is up there or anywhere else, but I want to show you some things that the Lord gave us. Notice in verse number five, I'm glad that we've got a close Lord. He is close. The Bible said, let your moderation be known. He addresses this thing of moderation. He said, let, that means we got to allow it. We can disallow it or we can allow it. Let your moderation, that's our attitude in times of suffering. You have found out surely in times of suffering that there are people watching you and how you act and how that you react. He said, let your moderation be known. Let it, the attention be drawn unto all men and all means any man and every man the men in here man and male and female and the males and females out there hey God may win a soul that's dead and trespasses and sin by watching you go through one of the most horrific situations Paul said let your moderation be known unto all men but I asked Paul a question as I was reading this how in the world can you stand up looking back on sorrow and heartbreak and prodigals and homes that are weighing in the balances how are we to do that notice what your Bible said the Lord is at hand now I've always heard that brother Allen my daddy was a second coming preacher I always thought that was talking about the second coming Brother Chris, there ain't no other verse, you ain't supposed to say ain't, but there aren't any other verses in that chapter dealing with the Lord coming back. And we know the principle is there, the Lord is at hand. That's not what that phrase means. It means exactly what it says. The Lord is at hand. He is within hand's reach. You say, preacher, he's a million miles away. I've prayed. I've called out to him. I've read my Bible. It's black letters on white paper. Hey, Paul said, let your moderation be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. He's not left you. But I'm going to tell you, we're just going to be honest. Only, only people are going to get help those that are honest. There are those that have felt, and I'm one included. I would hate to even share with you what I drove down here with, that I left Burnsville with. I can't keep my hands from shaking. 
And all I can say, I heard you sing that song ever since I've known you. He'll make a way. You know what it is now? Somehow. I don't know how. I can't see it. It's done too far gone. All my remedies didn't work and they flew to pieces. But somehow, I don't know what the somehow's gonna be. I don't know what the cost of somehow's gonna be. But he will make a way somehow because the, the Lord is at hand. He's at hand. He's not far off. He's not, he's not left you. He's not forsaken you. I know we've heard that all of our saved life, but when you get in a place like they're in, it seems like he's a million miles away. He's doing it for everybody else, but it ain't happening at your house. Treatments are working for others, but they don't seem to be affecting your cancer, your situation. Other prodigals are coming home and situations are being put back together, but it seems it'll never happen at your house let your moderation be known unto all men the Lord is at hand that phrase there the Lord is at hand it means he's near it means he's near in place and in time he's never left us at least nine times in my King James Bible you find the Lord saying I'll never leave thee I'll never forsake thee you say oh that's just for Israel uh, well Psalms 23 was written to the sheepfold hey you better learn to take all your Bible uh, and let God help you with what you're going through where he chooses to help you from uh, David said the Lord is my shepherd uh, I'm glad he's yours I'm glad he's yours uh, hey but there's times when you go in them valleys uh, that you can stand and say uh, as the psalmist the Lord is my shepherd and the Lord is at hand the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart so you don't realize how close he is till your heart's broke the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him to all that call upon him in truth God is a refuge and a strength and a very present help in trouble. I'm glad he did yesterday. I thank God for what he did yesterday, but he is a very present help. The Lord is at hand. I know he can come before we finish out this service tonight, but I don't think that's what Paul's telling Philippi. He's saying he is close. You got problems in the church. The Lord's close. Epaphroditus is sick and he didn't want nobody to know about it, but the Lord is at hand. He's close. He's not left us. He's not abandoned us. Just to know that he's still near and he sees your suffering and he hears your hurts and he knows what we don't know there's the caring of an almighty God he don't have to leave anywhere to come to where you are because he always is you say, well, preacher, I've done stuff I ought not to, and the Lord's, you know, I, I've got away from the Lord. How can you get away from somebody that said, I'll never leave thee, I'll never forsake thee? You may be taking him places he don't want to go, but when he said, I will never, he meant I will never, no never. They say, the educated preacher, they say it's never, no never. It's a declarative statement. He's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. Notice in verse, number, in verse number six, he said there, in verse number six, he said, be careful for nothing. Now, most of you men know what that means. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. But have you ever stood before your church and looked out and said, hey, don't worry. 
Do you ever feel a little awkward saying that? He, he said, be careful for nothing. And I had a talk with the Lord in that motel room. And I told him how I felt. And you know what he did? He had a little talk with me. He said, you need to read the rest of your verse. The Bible said, be careful for nothing. It's a perplexing statement to me. Anxious, don't be anxious, don't worry. I wrote in my Bible, really, Paul? Really, is that all you can say right here is don't worry, don't be anxious. I mean, is your loved one going to live? Is the situation going to resolve? Is the church going to split? You have no answer to what's going on. And you stand up and say, be careful for nothing. How can you say that? Well, there's a dot with a colon under it. That's called a semicolon. That means he's getting ready to explain what he's talking about and he said be careful for nothing not a period thank God it's not a period but he said be careful for another but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God how can we not worry how can we not be anxious Uh, he tells us right here uh, he said but in everything uh, that's all things uh, that's anything uh, it's the whole thing uh, but in everything by prayer you know what the word prayer right there means have y'all got one? I'm gonna get me one. I about got we got live stream in the mountains now. I about got them talked into getting me a screen. It ain't gonna be for praise and worship. But I'm gonna get me a screen and I'm gonna shoot a Strong's Concordance up there, so they'll know that we're not making this stuff up. You don't have to make up preaching. God put in this word what you're going through in 2022. You say, oh, that's the king's English. That's the, uh, no, it's exactly what we need. May have to dig a little bit, but I promise you God put in there what you need tonight, what I need tonight. I really am just preaching to Jimbo tonight. I hope you get some help while I try to help myself. He said, but in everything, by prayer, that means worship. 4335 in the strong, it means to worship. Don't stop worshiping. You say, is that running around the building? Y'all, don't have, y'all must have really had a worship service. You don't even have no fans in the building. Is it talking about swinging front? No, it's staying faithful. I got all these crown messages in my mind. I'm preaching on them crowns on Sunday morning. And, and, and every one of them's great and every one of them's specific, but you got to finish. Many started well, many ran well and fought, but you got to finish. That's what he said by prayer, by prayer and supplication. That's the mode of prayer that arises out of needs and wants. That's the kind of praying I did on the way down here. And it's like David in Psalm 63, it was something like this. Oh God, here we go again. But God, I I thought this thing was over. I thought it was done. I thought it was fixed. I thought it was finished by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, you want me to be thankful for cancer, for situations? Thanksgiving means gratitude. It means exactly what it means, gratitude. It's a grateful language. Grateful for what? That we have an advocate. That's our go-between. 
that we've got an intercessor when we're in it. And I understand everybody don't understand tonight. I don't say that to you, I say that to me. I preach to people and they're not in these situations and they kind of look at you, whatever a calf looking at a new gate is. I have no idea what that means, but I've heard it all my life. I understand everybody don't understand, but there may be one or two that's in it. That's in it. He said, we got an intercessor. We got a paraclete that cares for us, that's concerned. And you say, well, preacher, how do you pray? The Lord's at hand. What am I supposed to say? The Lord is at hand. You say, well, I don't even know what to say. He's touched by the feeling of our infirmity. Paul said there's times we don't even know how we should pray as we are, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. There has, has there ever been a time when you fell down, uh, kneeled down, however it was, and you did not know what to say? That's what Paul's talking about. But notice in verse number six, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Watch this, let your request. I thought about some of the men that I knew that was going to be here and their wives. And I thank God for preachers' wives. I appreciate you allowing your husbands to run up and down these roads. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go try to help some people and everything's falling apart. Now, I'm a pastor, I'm an under-shepherd. I don't understand why I'm in this place. I do not feel like I deserve it. I have no proper education. I do not understand. And I feel like at times I need to be back there and I need to be right there and I need to be doing all that I can, but God's opening up doors to try to take what they're going through and share it with us. I do not know. I do not know. But I'm glad there's one that does. And he said, let your request This ain't about the church tonight. It's about you. Let yours. Has anybody got a request this evening? Brother Harn Miller, one of our older adult teachers in our adult Sunday school class, he'll often start out Sunday school and he'll say, why'd you come for? He said, do you need anything? You know what we're probably going to get him these days of meeting? What we ask the Lord for. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to stand up and vocalize it to everyone in the building. He's the one that matters. He's the only one that can do something about it. He said in everything, let your request. That word request, it means a need. It means a burden. It means sadness. Whether you're sad or whether you're mad, tell him about it. Tell him about it. Oh, Brother Harm, Brother Davey knows him, some of these others. He's going through the 119th Psalm. He said yesterday, Brother Davy, he said God's silent in that whole psalm. 176 verses, God just let David pour out. Psalm 77 on the radio on Sunday morning, not one time does God, he just listens. God ever let you pour out? Be honest. See, we don't get help because we're not honest. If you don't like it, tell him you don't like it. If you don't understand, tell him you don't understand. There ain't no use lying to him. He already knows that the depths of our heart. He's not going to help us till we uncover everything that's in us. Then he'll start putting us back together. Let your request. But you know what that word request means? Brother Don Anderson, I don't know if he's ever been this way. That word request right there, it means a petition. Has anybody here ever signed a petition? If you're a Baptist, I know you have. We, we petition everything. To have a, I started to bring one with me. I had one made up. A, a petition has a date on it. Whatever the night is, Monday night. 
And there's a specific need that'll be on that petition and you fill out what that is. Then you put, that's where everybody's scared. You got to put your signature on there. But the thing about a petition is you can have a date, you can have a need, you can even have a signature, but if you don't get it into the proper authority's hands that can do something about it, it's just for naught. I'm telling you, we are t- we have an audience with God Almighty. I can't do what you need done. Your pastor can't do what you need done. But there's a God in heaven that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Not exceeding and abundantly, but exceeding abundantly. Abundantly. Let your request. I must tell Jesus. I thought about a lot of the men that are here. Many of you have run up and down the road and you've helped the hurting. But now you're hurting. Let your request. We're all the time going to prayer for others and there's nothing wrong with that. Bear ye one another's burden so fulfilling the law of Christ. But every now and then he said let your request. You've gave hope to the hopeless. You preached it to them. You sung it to them. I I mean, the church and your kindness, just in the few times I've been here, you've ministered to others, but you've got a need. We've often bore others' burdens. We've tried to help and lead others through life. We've tried to stay faithful while others have forsook. You said I was only one. In, in all of those crown texts, you got to do what's required, but you got to finish. And Peter said, and when the chief shepherd shall appear. I, I, don't you get excited about the Lord coming? I'm going to get to see my daddy. I'm gonna get, a lot of people don't believe it. I'm going to get to see my brother. I'm going to get to see them little babies that, my, that miscarried. I didn't understand. But you know what? That it was exciting. Get to see my mama. Kiss the forehead this year, Brother Marion Atkinson. I'll get to see him again. Get to see. But you know what really has wet my whistle? When the chief shepherd shall appear, this fight's over. This running's over. This trying to finish right is over. This trying not to go that way or that way, but stay the course. That's when it's going to be over. And then we'll hear, well done. That's when we'll cross the finish line. And we don't have to be first, but we got to finish. Paul. Paul said this. He's not arrogant. If anybody in our church is like Paul, it's Brother Harm Miller. He seems like he's mean. But Paul loved the church. Oh, there's so much. He loved the church. But you know what Paul said? He said, I fought a good fight. That ain't arrogant. He said, I, I've, I fought it. And I, I'll ask you tonight, have you fought a good fight? Are you fighting a good fight? He wasn't being an arrogant about it. He wasn't bragging on it. He didn't say, I fought the best fight. He said, I've tried to fight a good fight. And you've done that for so many others up and down these roads. And now it's your turn. Let your request be made known unto God. So much we could say. Look at verse 7 and I'm done. And the peace of God. And you all know this. In verse 9, there's the God of peace. Verse number 7, there's the peace of God. But I didn't know this till I was studying this in February. The word peace is a verb. It's a verb. It's not a noun right here. And I remember a verb. I didn't do enough school to remember a verb. It's action. 
It's doing something. It ain't a person, place, or thing. Peace is doing something. Brother Stacy's already said it tonight. Uh, what is peace doing? And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep, military term, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. How are we gonna make it without losing our mind? Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. I've got people asking me, preacher, am I losing my mind? I don't understand. I'm not able to focus like I did. Hey, some situations have got so heavy. It's took sleep at night. It's took proper eating. And they're going through situations and he said let your request be made known unto God he said shall that's definite not might maybe hope so think about it shall keep that military term your hearts with an S that's your thoughts that's your feelings and your minds that's your purpose 3340 it means your purpose See, God's give you a purpose. Don't lose your purpose. How are we not going to lose our purpose? Let your request be made known unto God. Now, I've lived it. I can't say it to be biblical. I can't prove it yet from the Bible. But I have lived it. You want to carry it by yourself? He'll let you carry it by yourself. Or like the old songwriter said, I must tell Jesus. My brother's favorite invitational hymn. Brother Land and them with that. He'd say, Sing, I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear this burden alone. Has it got there yet? Has it got too much? Preacher, what am I going to do? Don't lose heart. Don't lose your purpose. Peace is a verb. It's, it's guarding us. That's what he said there in verse number seven. The peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep. Shall keep. You said, preacher, I don't know about this time. Well, if you still got your Bible open, verse nine. Those things which you have learned, received, heard, and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with. Every one of them's past tense. We've seen God do it before. You said, I don't know if he'll, I'm preaching to Jimbo tonight. Y'all, y'all just pray for me. I don't know how it's going to happen this time. He'll make a way somehow. I don't even see a door for it to walk through this time. The windows are covered up in dark. And it does not look like there is a way. But if he has to tear the roof off, he'll make a way somehow. How do I keep my mind and the peace of God that passeth all understanding? I will do what I'm not able to do. But it's all riding tonight on I must tell Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Is it you tonight? I cannot.